Welcome to Health Currents Radio. I'm Ellen Goldsmith, your host. This show is all about transforming your life through your health. We're going to meet people who've done that, give you the resources to work on it, and share information that inspires and motivates you to make positive changes in your life. My passion is health, and it's what I've done for over 30 years. Thank you to our sponsor, Pearl Natural Health, a naturopathic acupuncture and Chinese medicine clinic located in downtown Portland, Oregon. You can find Pearl Natural Health at pearlnaturalhealth.com. So what vegetables are you eating this week that are in season? Are you drawn to certain vegetables, but you really don't know what to do, how to cook with them to make them delicious? Today, we're joined by Catherine Doimling, the owner and operator of Cook With What You Have, a small business in Portland, Oregon, devoted to making cooking a regular, delicious, and creative part of people's lives. I believe some may call her a food guide or a food angel in view of the fact that each week for a number of community-supported agriculture programs in Portland, Oregon, such as Sylvie Island Organics, 47th Avenue Farm, and Sungold Farm, she provides weekly customized recipe packets for their members based upon the week's harvest. In addition, she's the chair of the board of directors of Slow Food USA and is a sister on the Planet Ambassador for Oxfam America, an initiative that helps women around the world fight hunger, poverty, and climate change. Catherine, welcome to Health Currents Radio. Thank you so much for having me. I want to get down to food and what we can do with what we have. But first, I really want to ask you what motivated you to start your business, Cook With What You Have. It's a good question. It's fun to think back because you forget in your daily work about why these, how these things get started. And it really um, was that friends would ask me, how is it that you can get dinner on the table in 20 minutes after you get home from work and you're tired? And and I want to do that because I don't want to eat takeout anymore. I want to not eat so much processed food. And I kind of stopped and thought, and food had always been such a big part of my family growing up, and I had always loved to cook. And cooking had become something that I sort of gave as a gift. Like when my brothers had birthdays, I'd say, what do you want to eat? What can I make you? What can I bake you? Mm. And so food had always been a, a sense of sort of satisfaction and joy and, and giving was associated with it. And and, I, and I, I grew up with a mother who cooked with what she had. She just plain looked around and was creative and not shy about trying things and had not had a mother like that herself, actually. And so um, I decided after my son was born and I wanted a different career that didn't take me out of the office or and put me in an office for 60 hours a week that I would teach other people how to cook. So what do you focus on and when you're teaching people what to cook and how to cook? You know, I really try to strip away a lot of the anxiety that I think is built up around food and that it, A, may be complicated and take a really long time and have to look a certain way or have to include 20 ingredients um, and focus on beautiful, fresh produce. We're lucky most of us in the States actually now live somewhere close to a farmer's market or a farm share. And using that beautiful produce in really simple ways is what I try to teach in my classes and talk to people about it. I was really struck when I was reading uh, over the Sylvie Allen Organics blog where you have your recipes mm. of the voice that came through, your voice that came through. It was kind of like um, I'm in the kitchen and Catherine's hanging out with me in the kitchen and she's saying, yeah, try a little bit of this. But, you know, if if you don't really like that, try this. It, it, there's this sense of that when you're looking at a recipe, a lot of times you feel like people might feel like, oh, I have to stick to the recipe and do it exactly as it is. But you give a lot of space 
to people to kind of inject their own preferences, et cetera. Can you talk about that a little? I would love to. And that really is the principle of Cook With What You Have is is a taste as you go mm-hmm. um, and trust yourself. And you know what you like um, or you'll learn what you like in terms of fresh vegetables if they're new to you. And, and then don't run to the store at 6.30 if you're missing a half a teaspoon of oregano. Think, well, maybe I can skip it or maybe I can put parsley in because that's what I happen to have. So I think simplifying your life through cooking, mm-hmm. I think often it's seen as the opposite, like it's an added complication to life. I think of it as the reverse. It's actually a way to simplify your life and use what's around you. And so, as you say, when you're cooking with fresh vegetables, you know, one bunch of chard is going to be smaller or bigger than the other, or it'll be a yellow crookneck squash instead of a zucchini. All those things are, you know, insignificant when you're putting together good food and, you know, using other good ingredients and just simply olive oil and salt sometimes is all you need. Yeah. This time of year, especially to saute some zucchini and crack an egg on top. And I call that dinner. (laughs) That's great. You know, you were saying that this idea of, you know, taste as you go. And I'm thinking about those people who get those community-supported agriculture boxes, or maybe someone's gone to the farmer's market and they were just drawn by this beautiful bunch of what looks like radishes but really are turnips. And um, they bring them home and they taste them and there's a kind of pungent bitterness to them and they go, what do I do with this? So can you talk to the people who kind of taste a food and go, I don't know if I really like this. I don't yeah. think I'm going to do anything with it. Yeah. What, would, what would you suggest? Oh, well, um, that is a perfect example because, of course, that happens with those beautiful Japanese salad turnips that are so fresh and delicious, um, crisp, just out of hand. So with that, I mean, the, the Internet is full of resources, and you can look up any obscure vegetable and find the picture right. and, of course, get some guidelines. But... You know, often things are good raw as well as cooked. In the case of those Japanese turnips that you're referring to, the greens are as delicious and often come attached and are very fresh as the the root itself. So experimenting with stir-frying the greens um, and, you know, maybe adding them to a curry where you you put the turnip, the root itself, in a curry or something like that is actually... Um, a Thai green curry is sometimes something I teach often um, that can inc- that can incorporate most any vegetable, and it's particularly good with those turnips, which made me think of that. <laughs> so Thai green curry, I mean, there's this kind of pungent, bitter taste of the turnip, and the, the Thai green curry has a flavor that's what, how would you describe well, that? Well, with that, I mean, you have coconut milk, which is this wonderful, rich, you know, mm-hmm. complex flavor that goes with it, and a green curry has ginger and garlic and lemongrass and lime and those those kinds of flavors, and they just really work well for me with that. And as I said, actually, many vegetables, and it's one of those dishes that you can you can adapt to what is in your crisper, but. With the turnips, I mean, I think that that is a lovely one, and you can add the greens in, which is which right. is a nice way to use both. Um, but those turnips are also so good fresh that I think actually the first thing when you get something from the farmer's market, A, or the farm, you the opportunity to ask the farmer from whom or whoever you're buying it is right there, which is right. one of the joys of buying more directly. But then having a taste and, you know, lingering and sitting with that for a minute and yeah. seeing what you might do to that or adding it to something of favorite that you cook, a special a soup or a stir fry or something that you, you tend to already like. Right. And in the case of those turnips, you're, you're really eating the whole vegetable. You're eating the root. You're eating the leaf. You know, from a Chinese medicine perspective, you're eating the yin and the yang of the vegetable itself. And those greens, I think for people out there who are kind of concerned about their calcium, we can say to them, 
you've got more calcium in those greens than you would have in a cup of skim milk, you know, so. Absolutely. I mean, that's why I think eating like this, meaning fresh produce as close to the source as you can get, is a, such a way to simplify and and make your life more delicious because I don't think about supplements. It would never, you know, because I eat such a whole, some diet with plants, such a, you know, very rich in, in a variety of plants that, and again, when you know where it's been grown and how the soil is treated and things like that really also affects the nutrient content of the, of the vegetables. So it, it makes, it's kind of your, your RX in a box, your, right. your vegetable prescription. Right. And to, I guess to get really simple, you could just uh, kind of water braise them or steam it. You even. could certainly steam it. And uh -huh. um, I mean, I spend a lot of time in Italy, so I'm, I use olive oil um, in abundance. <laughs> but right, simple uh, pan fry with olive oil or steam. Absolutely. Ginger and garlic lend themselves well to the turnip as well. Yeah. I was looking again on, on the blog and I was just I, I tried to pick out a couple of vegetables that maybe our listeners don't really eat a lot or don't know what to do with, mm -hmm. and I, that came up with the turnips. Um, beets and beet greens. Talk to so us. So great. <laughs> I mean, I like them, but talk yeah. to us. It's funny. I, I have developed so many beet recipes over the years. Um, well, my the first thing I always say about beets is since they keep so well, it's tempting to just put them in the fridge and know they'll be around in another week. But what I always advise people to do is roast them. You get home. You get them. Put them in a pan in the oven covered with a little bit of water and roast them until they're tender. Depending on the size of the beet, that takes more or less time. But it's hands off. You need to do nothing. And then you have these delicious, incredibly nutrient-rich um, roots on hand that I slice and I put on sandwiches with hard-boiled eggs and cilantro and avocado. And there's nothing better. And with the greens, another favorite thing I do with beets is simply steam or braise the, the beet greens have roasted the beets or, or cooked them, boiled them, and then add quite a bit of fresh mashed or minced garlic and salt and some Greek yogurt and a squeeze of lemon juice, and it's just divine. Way to go. Um, so, I mean, I think just having them ready mm -hmm. and already cooked and roasted, then you'll find lots of ways to use them, and they will be your friend. I remember when I was living in Paris that you would go to the, the market, the marché, and you would get something called betterave. Betterave is... Baked, basically yeah. baked beets, right. and you'd peel them and right. then cut them up and put oil and vinegar right. and some herbs, and you'd have a beautiful salad, huh? Exactly. And that's exactly what I do with most of my roasted beets. Right. But I do love them on sandwiches. I you, you use them that way all the time, or grated, or in any number of ways. I make a, a very pink tzatziki, um, sort of a garlicky <laughs> yogurt. Instead of the cucumber, I put in beets, and that's, that's, that's a nice. sort of Greek condiment. And, and what about um, your mother? I'm a mother. Your child is how old? He's six. He's six. I have a teenage girl. And, you know, I put on my table an abundance of vegetables every single meal, and yet my daughter will always go for the salt, you know, carb, yep. fat kind of thing. So what's your advice to moms out there how to help them, help their kids, you know, it, go it for is, more vegetables? It is such an important question and one that does not have an easy answer. Um, my son, like your daughter, has an array of vegetables every day. On the, and actually, the beets are the one thing I can't get him to eat. <laughs> um, I, a couple of points. One is be persistent and be joyful about it <laughs> and keep at it because my son has gone through phases, as your daughter might have, of sometimes one thing is appealing and works and the next day it doesn't. Right. But that constant repetition. And, and one thing, we use the word strong food. 
we talk about our bodies being strong and healthy, and he wants to be strong and healthy, and we talk about strong food and how important that is. And that has been a concept that has registered with him. And so he will, I will hear him telling his friends that he's having his strong food when he's eating his carrots, cool. you know, his things like that. Also, we have a small garden, and I do grow things like carrots and peas and things that are simple and accessible, and he can pull. And when he is, if we have beets, let's say, at dinner, and he really won't eat them, then I'll say, well, go to the backyard and pull yourself a carrot. And he will do that, and he will bring it back, and he will have a carrot. <laughs> oh, he's so obedient. You're so well, <laughs> six. It's really fun to go pull a carrot still. Right. So I think repetition. One other thing, I think there is something to um, texture, and I tend to mm. sort of make fritters or latkes out of most everything, which right. is, you know, have a box grater, which can be your best friend in the kitchen, grate those vegetables that are unfamiliar or being resisted, Mix in some egg, some herbs, some spices, and make wonderful little savory pancakes. And that, frankly, and I'm not trying to hide it. I'm just giving it a different form. Right. And he loves those. He'll eat cabbage till the sun comes down, goes up, whatever, <laughs> and many vegetables like that. So I actually think changing the texture of the preparation is great. Yes. I, I, I do know that about my girl who does not like zucchini, but she'll eat zucchini fritters or zucchini bread and exactly. really enjoy it. Exactly. Well, Catherine, thank you so much today for giving us some great tips. We could go on for hours talking about um, your recipes because they are so flavorful and so bountiful. So can you tell people if they want to get in touch with you or some more resources? We'd love to, to know about that. Absolutely. So the name of my business is Cook With What You Have, and the website is cookwithwhatyouhave.com. I have a blog um, and quite a recipe index on the site if you'd like to browse those. And you can reach me at Catherine at cookwithwhatyouhave.com. And I teach a certain number of classes um, for the public, but fewer, and teach in other capacities and other institutions. But I'm always eager to hear from you. And if you have a farm or are interested in CSAs, I'm also a good resource to help direct you um, to a CSA that might fit you. So thank you. Well, thank you so much. I just love talking about cooking and food and could have spent a lot more time with Catherine Doimling today. But we got a little bit of a taste about what's possible with vegetables. So I just want to encourage you out there, wherever you are, to get out and try one new vegetable per week. Go for it. Just go to the supermarket, go to your local farmer's market, grow a new vegetable in your garden, and then pick it up, taste it, look on the internet and see if you can find some good recipes and, and in increase your repertoire. We know that Catherine works with Sovie Island Organics, a local uh, organic farm here in Portland, Oregon, which has a community-supported agriculture program. And she does an amazing service by uh, writing a blog for them each week where she does customized recipes according to what's received in their box. So if you go to their website, sovieislandorganics.com, and go to their blog, that's Sovie Island Organics, S like in Sam, A-U-V like in Victory, I-E, Island Organics with an S dot com. Go to their blog. You'll see Catherine's recipes for each week. You can go to archives of recipes. She had a recipe for roasted summer squash with parsley, rice noodles with Vietnamese-inspired cilantro dressing with carrots and turnips, Thai green curry with homemade curry paste with turnips and carrots, black beans with cilantro and Walla Walla sweets and lime, beet cilantro, you can tell cilantro's in season, and avocado salad, onion rings, 
Now that would be great for the kids. Tzatziki, which is, I think, with yogurt and uh, cucumbers, and summery carrot soup with cilantro cream. And I know that there are many people out there who love cilantro, and there are many people out there who just can't take it. So you can substitute parsley or basil or any other kind of aromatic um, leafy green herb. So those were some some resources that you could use to increase your repertoire around cooking. I also wanted to let you know that if you're living in Oregon, there's a unique program here called Oregon SNAP CSA. And SNAP is the food stamp program, and CSA is the Community Supported Agriculture. And this is a a great program if you want to join a CSA but are on a limited income and receive uh, SNAP tickets. You can go to Oregon SNAP CSA, all one word, dot com, and learn about them. And then there's Growing Gardens. And Growing Gardens is also here in Portland, Oregon. And they dig at the root of hunger by building organic home gardens in urban backyards and schools. And limited income households don't always have the option to put fresh, nutritious food on the table. The Home Garden Program decreases chances of food insecurity by empowering low-income families to grow food for themselves, friends, and neighbors in their own backyard. That is a fantastic resource, and you can go to growing-gardens.org to learn more about their program. I hope we gave you a little bit of inspiration. I hope we made you start to salivate and want to go out and try some new vegetables and new foods. So happy eating this summer. We'll see you next week on Health Currents Radio when we talk with Catherine Dunling again about Slow Food USA. That's all for our show today. Thank you for listening. I'm Ellen Goldsmith. My passion is health, and it's what I've done for over 30 years. Thank you again to our sponsor, Pearl Natural Health, a naturopathic acupuncture and Chinese medicine clinic located in downtown Portland, Oregon. You can find Pearl Natural Health at pearlnaturalhealth.com. You can listen to Health Currents Radio and connect with us on communityradio.fm slash healthcurrentsradio. Find us on iTunes, download us on the mobile app Stitcher, or join in the conversation at facebook.com slash healthcurrentsradio. We want to know how you are transforming your life through your health. Special thanks to our fantastic audio engineer and producer, Jonah Gile Newfeld. <laughs>